Hello there, friends, and welcome to another 78 RPM listening session here on the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be with you for this hour, pulling some 78s off the shelf and listening to, well, cowboy records, jazz records, dance bands, vocalists, the usual mix of odds and ends here on the Shellac Stack. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We're going to start today with a pretty hot record to counteract this pretty chilly morning that we're having here in Pittsburgh. It's well, well below freezing today, and so to get us warmed up, I'm going to start off with a record by Jelly Roll Morton at the piano. This is something he recorded in Washington, D.C. in December of 1938, about the time he was doing those Library of Congress sessions with Alan Lomax. This is one of his own compositions, one of the hottest things he ever wrote. It's called The Finger Buster. able to play like that, huh? Jelly Roll Morton at the piano, his own composition, The Finger Buster. Well, that's how it's credited on the label of this Jazzman record, number 12. I think the piece became probably better known as The Finger Breaker. See, at the same time that this was recorded, 
December of 1938, Willie the Lion Smith, another well-known jazz pianist, had just come out with his own finger buster. And although I don't believe you can copyright short musical work titles, to distinguish the two, Jelly Roll Mortons became known as the Finger Breaker, while Willie the Lion Smith's remained known as the Finger Buster. Be that as it may, it's a terrific piece, and uh, it reminds me of a little story about Duke Ellington and Jelly Roll Morton, who I don't think exuded much respect for each other's abilities as pianists. <laughs> I think both were rather quick to put down the other. Uh, but after hearing something like the Finger Breaker played by Jelly Roll Morton, I wonder, how does Duke Ellington respond to that? <laughs> that was that was pretty, pretty fancy uh, digital dexterity on display there. Okay, that welcomes us to this edition of the Shellac Stack. I'm so glad you could join me today. I think we're going to have fun with today's stack of records. And we'll move things right along now with the film soundtrack thing. This actually comes from the movie In the Good Old Summertime that starred Judy Garland. And this will be Judy Garland singing a song that I think goes back to the teens called I Don't Care. This recording was made November 17th, 1948 for the MGM label. It's number 50026. Here it is. They say I'm crazy, got no sense, but I don't care. They may or may not mean offense, but I don't care. You see, I'm sort of independent. I am my own superintendent, and my star is on the ascendant. That's why I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what they may think of me. I'm happy-go-lucky, they say that I'm plucky, contented, and carefree. I don't care, I don't care if I do get a mean and stony stare. If I'm not successful, it won't be distressful, cause I don't care. A girl should know her etiquette, alas, alack. Propriety demands we walk a narrow track. When fellas used to blink at me, I'd freeze them and they'd shrink at me. But now when fellas wink at me, I wink at them right back. I don't care, I don't care if people frown on me. Perhaps it's the lone way, but I go my own way. That's my philosophy. I don't care, I don't care if he's a clerk or just a millionaire. There's no doubt about it. I'll sing and I'll shout it because I don't care. Oh, I don't care, I don't care. When it comes to happiness, I want my share. Don't try to rearrange me. Change me, cause I don't care. 
you know, if that didn't do much for you, Judy Garland's got three little words for you. I don't care. <laughs> I think that was pretty terrific. That was Levere's Chicago Loopers, an all-star group recording in Los Angeles on July 22, 1944. Yeah, hard to believe that record was recorded in the midst of the dark days of World War II. So much joy on this record. We heard Joe Venuti playing violin, a local Pittsburgh hero, Billy May, playing the trumpet. Hardy Shapiro was on the bass, Nick Fatula the drums. Maddie Matlock played clarinet, Floyd O'Brien trombone, and the pianist and director was Charles Levere. The tune, of course, Sunday. That comes from Jump Record Number 2, with the orange and black label, very distinctive looking. Before that, we heard Judy Garland in November of 1948 for the soundtrack of In the Good Old Summertime. We heard I Don't Care. Okay, for no particular reason now, I thought we'd listen to a few cowboy records. First up, we'll hear Frankie Marvin, who I don't think was much of a cowboy himself, although he certainly started to play them in movies in the 1930s. He was brother of singer Johnny Marvin, and here he is under the pseudonym of Frankie Wallace on a Canadian melatone record. This was recorded in New York, though, on January 23, 1930. It's one of Marvin's own songs, kind of a fun little thing, called Oh for the Wild and Woolly West a somewhat tongue-in-cheek to the Old West days. After that, we'll hear from Carl T. Sprague, who did have a little bit more of a claim to being a cowboy himself. He grew up near Houston, Texas on a farm, uh, went to college at Texas A&M, played in a band there, and then found work on radio, and started recording for the Victor label in about 1925, and recorded mm, four or five years, uh, a handful of selections. He lived all the way until 1979. But we'll hear... Carl T. Sprague do Oh, Bury Me Not on the Lone Prairie, The Dying Cowboy. It's Victor 20122 from June of 1926. And then we'll step it up a little bit with Leon Chapelier and his Lone Star Cowboys from 1935, a pretty hot thing called My Little Girl on a champion record, 45185. But starting us off, a little fun in the good old wild and woolly west with Frankie Marvin. The sun sinks in the west I can hear them coyotes howling That's the music I love best Oh, for the wild and the woolly west It's just a place for me Where the boys throw lead and shoot them dead And they're always on a spree I'll take my saddle off my horse Feed him corn and hay I'll roll myself in that blanket And I'm dead till the break of day Oh, for the wild and the woolly west It's just a place for me Where the boys throw lead and shoot them dead And are always on a spree Cattle thieves all ride at night And they never leave no tracks 
They drive them doggies away from home and they never bring them back. Oh, for the wild and the woolly west, it's just a place for me. Where the boys throw lead and shoot them dead and are always on a spree. And now that the roundup's over and it's time for the big barn dance, I can hear them fiddles moaning and I can see them cowboys prance. Oh, for the wild and the woolly west, it's just a place for me. Where the boys throw lead and shoot them dead and they're always on a spree. It's just a place for me Where the boys throw lead and knock them dead And they're always on a spree Cowboys now 
has their own the place for the mighty God, where his bones were laid. Fling a handful of roses on his grave with a prayer to God, who is so that that record isn't in better condition, but the music is so vibrant and lively, it really just leaps right out of the grooves of Champion 45185. That's Leon's Lone Star Cowboys, led by Leon Chapelier, a recording made in Chicago on August 15th, 1935, My Little Girl. Before that, Carl T. Sprague, one of the original singing cowboys, a record made in Camden, New Jersey for Victor on June 22nd, 1926, 
Oh, bury me not on the lone prairie. And in case you were wondering, the T in Carl T. Sprague stands for Tyler. We started the set with Frankie Marvin, recording under the pseudonym of Frankie Wallace, Oh, for the Wild and Woolly West, from January of 1930. And I may have been a bit unfair towards Frankie Marvin when I said he wasn't really from a cowboy background himself. (laughs) The truth is he was born in Oklahoma, so maybe there's a little bit more to his uh, background that would make him suitable for singing these songs than I know. But he was very successful with it in the 1930s, starred in a lot of those B-cowboy westerns of the 1930s, and made quite a few pretty decent records. Okay, a few months ago, I played a record by Bruce Fletcher, who was a cabaret entertainer in New York and Chicago and California and elsewhere in the mid-1930s, known for his rather risque songs. He came from an unfortunately violent or at least tragic family, and his own life was tragically short. We talked about it when I last played a record of his, but it generated quite a number of responses from people who seemed to have enjoyed it. So here's another one for you, recorded in New York City on or about March 26, 1934, another of Bruce Fletcher's own compositions. This one is called Keep an Eye on His Business. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave you to ponder what his business might be. For now, just enjoy Bruce Fletcher. Psychology of a New York Lady on how to hold your man. Now, Miss Harlow says to hold your man, you must give him attention. You must be meek and sweet and put slippers on his feet. But I, for one, am here to say with every clean intention that I have a different plan and I never lost a man. So she said, you just keep an eye on his business. That's all a girl has to do. Tell him you know when the market is low And he will worship you There'll come a day when he'll try something new Help him to put the thing through And you'll not find a man Who won't give you all he can If his business interests you Now never sit at home and pout If he says the office keeps him out You'll quickly learn what it's all about by watching his business. Don't be nasty and don't be mean when he says no. Don't make a scene. The reason you can quickly glean by watching his business. Don't ever make him feel that he is not as good as you. Don't ever smile sarcastically at something he can't do. Why, you'll hold your man forever and it's better for you too. If you take a human interest in his business. Now by a human interest, ladies and gentlemen, I mean just this. Before you married your husband, you were perhaps too timid to really inquire into his business, but you were terribly interested, weren't you? And while he didn't want to say too much about it, he was proud of what he had and anxious to show you his stock and tell you about his seat on the exchange. On your honeymoon, or if you didn't sanctify your trade union and just moved into a duplex apartment, as so many of us have, you told him you were terribly eager to keep his business going, build it up, and make it really stand for something in your community. So... After all, a man's business is the thing that provides you with a well-filled larder. Don't peck and don't pull, don't squeeze, and don't back him up against the wall. When things go well, let him know you're as pleased as he. And if some ass seems more compatible, remember that your husband has a secretary, and she probably knows his true feeling even better than you do, and can put her finger on it the minute you turn him away. 
A man with a big business and a man with a small business are both trying to make the most of what they own. Share, ladies, give. Don't expect him to do everything. Put a hand on the tiller yourselves and push forward. Ladies, if you please, you'll have yachts and lovely things, motor cars and diamond rings. If you let him know his business impress you,
especially ain't she sweet ain't she nice look her over once or twice now i ask you very confidentially ain't she nice just kiss an eye in her direction oh me oh my ain't that perfection i repeat now don't you think that's kind of neat and i ask you very confidentially ain't that baby nice started that set with Bruce Fletcher reminding listeners to let him know his business interests you and keep an eye on his business from March of 1934. And then it was the Volunteer Firemen, that's how they're credited on the label of Brunswick 3041, with an uncredited vocal by the Revelers from January of 1926, Keep Your Skirts Down, Mary Ann. And we wrapped up the set with Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra a popular Jack Yellen and Milton Ager song from 1927 with an uncredited Franklin Bauer, the vocalist on Ain't She Sweet, Victor 20508. Well, if you're enjoying the shellac stack, I would encourage you to let your friends and family and other people you think might enjoy it as well, let them know about the program, send them a link to the shellac stack website, which, if you need a reminder, is www.shellacstack.com. If you're so inclined, you can send me a message. Let me know where you're listening to the program from. Send along any comments, suggestions, or requests. I always welcome those. Shellacstack at gmail.com is the email address for that. Or you can send me a note through the contact form on my website. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. Let me know you're listening. Let me know what you want to hear, and I'll do my best to play it for you. Okay, uh, we're going to head to December of 1932 now. Uh, We started the program with Jelly Roll Morton playing his Finger Breaker. Well, here's another composition by Jelly Roll Morton, this time arranged and performed by Fletcher Henderson with his orchestra. It's the King Porter Stomp. After that, we'll hear from Duke Ellington's orchestra, a little thing called Dinah, recorded in February of 1932. Sonny Greer and Cootie Williams will contribute the... uh, shall I say, unconventional vocal (laughs) on that. But first up, here's Fletcher Henderson's orchestra, the new King Porter Stomp. (laughs) ¶¶ 
in the state of Carolina. If that is and you know her, show her to me, Dinah, with your Dixie eyes blazing. How I long to sit and gaze into the eyes of Dinah Lee. Cause every night, why must I shake with pride? It's because my dynamite change your mind about me. Oh, if my diner ever wanders to China, I would hop an ocean liner just to be with Dinah. Oh, Yes, my baby dynamite. Every night, but I change the vibe because my dynamite change. but certainly delightful record by Duke Ellington and his orchestra from February of 1932, Dino. That's Victor 22938, a record that must have stayed in the Victor catalog for quite a few years. My pressing is on what collectors know as the Circle label, which indicates that it's probably from, oh, right around 1940 or maybe sometime into the early 1940s, so some 10 years after it was recorded, they were still pressing them up. Before that, Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra, also from 1932, the new King Porter Stomp. Well, a favorite composer of mine of the first half of the 20th century is Leroy Anderson, who wrote so many delightful, you might call them light classics, uh, usually orchestral works, things like the Blue Tango, the Syncopated Clock, Sleigh Ride, uh, so many good things that he wrote. Well, I thought we'd listen to three pieces by Leroy Anderson now, sort of arranged for jazz piano settings, uh, or loosely jazz piano settings. First, we'll hear the Barclay Allen Rhythm 4 on an Ambassador record, number 1006. They'll give us jazz pizzicato. Then it's Bernie Layton's Swing 4 on a high tone record from 1951, their arrangement of the syncopated clock. And we'll wrap up with Mrs. Honky Tonk herself, Winifred Atwell, at the piano in 1952, her rendition of appropriately enough, plink, plank, plunk, on London 1267. So three compositions by Leroy Anderson now, spotlighting the pianist, starting with the Barclay Allen Rhythm 4. Thank you. 
There you have three compositions by Leroy Anderson, Jazz Pizzicato, Syncopated Clock, and Plink, Plank, Plunk. Anderson was so popular in the 1940s and 50s, a prolific composer, and he even nominally led his own orchestra that made a series of recordings for the Deco label, I think it's unfortunate that he hasn't been as well-remembered as I think he should be. The field of orchestral composition in the 20th century seemed to veer towards composers who tried to make profound or artistically revolutionary statements, and I find Anderson's brand of fun and unpretentious music so refreshing (laughs) in that field. Uh, Don't we all need a little more fun these days? Well, before we get to the last couple records today, uh, a quick mention of the Shellac Stack Patreon. I haven't mentioned that in a while, but if you're enjoying the program and you want to help ensure its continued success in the months and years ahead, I would welcome your contributions at patreon.com slash shellacstack. As you may note, there is no commercial sponsorship of this program, no paid advertising or anything. Uh, The money it takes to bring this program to you comes from my pocket and from the pockets of a few listeners like you who uh, think to contribute $3 a month, $5 a month, whatever's convenient and comfortable for you. Again, patreon.com slash shellacstack. Okay, time for two more records. First, the new Mayfair Dance Orchestra, directed by Ray Noble in 1931, on a cold and frosty morning, which is what we had today. And then we'll hear from the Victor Mayle Chorus, one of the first Victor Electric recordings from April of 1925, winter song. But here's the new Mayfair Dance Orchestra. Boys in the snow. If I did, 
I'll undertake to keep you warm Every time you cough or sneeze I'll give you a hug and I'll give you a squeeze Zoom, zoom, zoom. 
We just managed to sneak that one in, but the clock on the wall says it's time to go, so I'll have to bid you a hasty adieu. I thank you for listening to the Shellac Stack this past hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll tell your friends and family about the Shellac Stack, and I hope we'll see you next time for more 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.